0: Don't be afraid, lock the doors, turn out the lights, and climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly
1: Dead Time Stories. We've all seen movies that were said to have been based on actual events. Oftentimes, we wonder how many of the events of the movie really happened and how much was embellished for dramatic effect. The Conjuring, The Amityville Horror, and The Exorcist. These movies were all said to have been based on actual events. In Steven Spielberg's movie Poltergeist, a suburban family find themselves in the midst of a storm of paranormal activity which has been stirred up by the restless spirits furious at the developer who desecrated their graves. But things like this don't happen in real life. Or do they? Houston, Texas was experiencing a major influx of new citizens in the 1980s. The suburbs in turn saw a boom in construction of new neighborhoods to accommodate the new residents. One of these was called the Newport subdivision, which was created just outside of Houston in Crosby, Texas. It was a charming upscale development with beautiful new homes and well-manicured lawns. It seemed absolutely perfect, however looks can be deceiving. There were dark secrets and supernatural forces just under those finely manicured lawns. Sam and Judith Haney bought their dream home in the Newport subdivision in 1982. They were one of the very first residents to move in. Everything seemed absolutely perfect. That is, until they decided to have a swimming pool put in. Right as construction started, they received a visit from an elderly African-American gentleman by the name of Jasper Norton. He had noticed that they were about to start digging and he felt that there was something about their property that they should know. There were bodies buried there. He knew this because he buried them there when he was a grave digger for Black Hope Cemetery during his teenage years. He went on to explain that the neighborhood, unbeknownst to their residents, was built over top of an African-American cemetery. The cemetery was primarily for former slaves, but also about 60 or so paupers were buried there, with the last bodies buried in 1939. The subdivision was built over top of the cemetery without removing the bodies. Jasper walked around the yard with Mr. Haney, marked a few spots, and then left. Sam wasn't sure if he believed the story, but picked up a shovel and began to dig on one of the marked spots. Shortly after, his shovel struck something wooden before the day was over, he had unearthed two wooden coffins with human remains inside. The Haneys alerted authorities, and through the county records, they discovered that the bodies were those of Betty and Charles Thomas, two freed slaves who died in the 1930s. The Haneys were devastated that they desecrated these two graves, and they promptly buried them back on their property. Unfortunately, this would be the start of paranormal activity in the entire subdivision. It started with the Haneys when their wall clock started glowing with a bright blue light and then started emitting sparks. What was even stranger was the fact that the clock was unplugged. They had a constant sensation of being watched and could hear the sliding patio door open and close on its own accord. Yet the most peculiar instance was when Judith couldn't find her red shoes. The couple looked everywhere only to find them on the freshly dug graves of Betty and Charles Thomas. This day, the Haneys would later find out, was Betty Thomas' birthday. Meanwhile, other families in the neighborhood started to experience strange phenomena. Jean and Ben Williams, the Haney's neighbors, noticed that all of their flowers started to die off. There were also coffin-shaped sinkholes that would appear in their yard and reappear even after they were refilled in. The Williams home was filled with random cold spots even in the hottest days of the summer. Faucets would often turn themselves off and on, as well as toilets flushing by themselves. They heard footsteps and would see shadow people that would disappear into thin air. Then there was the stench of rotting flesh that would randomly come and go, and the overall feeling of dread that was in the house. The Haneys tried to sue the developers, but they lost the legal battle. The Williams wanted to move, but they had no money. They decided to sue as well, but knowing the Haney's outcome, they decided that they needed more proof. Ben, Jean, and their 30-year-old daughter, Trina, decided to start digging in the yard under a gnarled oak tree, trying to find a body as their proof. Jean became overcome with illness and handed the shovel to Trina to continue. Trina was then overcome with a similar illness and was rushed to the hospital where she died of a massive heart attack. The family was convinced that Trina's death was caused by the entities who had taken over their subdivision. They soon moved to Montana. They would eventually move back to Texas and write the book, The Black Hope Horror, detailing their experiences in the Newport subdivision.
0: Don't say a word. Or Daddy has to fight off a zombie herd. And once that zombie herd is dead, Daddy has to hack off the devil's head. And if that devil's head gets hacked, Daddy has to hunt down. So... Uh...